0: Ama, hello. Welcome back. Jackie,
1: How thank you for having you? me
0: back. I'm oh. so happy that you are here. Uh, it, I, I feel like you and I have spanned some, some interesting cinematic works together. Uh, and so this next one, I believe, as I say every time I have you back on the show, it is one that you have said on the podcast that I need to watch. And this film is Forgetting Sarah Marshall.
1: Let me just say, it is an honor to be here for this one because I know it is one that was hotly contested as to who would get to introduce you to it.
0: Yes, it is super true. I had a couple folks that I was like, I got to talk to you. It's a rom-com. Like, what are we going to do? And I just I just feel like you are suited for the job. Um, I truly don't know why I haven't seen this film. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the cover art right now. I'm seeing – Jason Siegel, mm-hmm. I'm seeing Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing Russell Brand and Mila Kunis. So yeah. I am so excited. Like I cannot wait to watch this film. I love Kristen Bell and Jason Siegel in their own ways. I don't think I've ever even seen a movie or anything with the two of them together unless Kristen Bell happened to show up in How I Met Your Mother once and I don't remember. But I am so excited for the two of them uh, to be in this film.
1: I think you'll be very pleased with what you end up finding. It's
0: oh. It's got a
1: little bit more to it than you might think on the surface. So enjoy digging into it. I think oh, it's it's man. more complicated than it looks at first glance.
0: Yeah, I, I thought, honestly, when I heard the title for Sarah Marshall, I thought this was going to be a 51st date situation, like no mm-hmm. memory. Uh, it looks to me like this is going to be a I we broke up, like now, I'm rebounding situation uh, with Mila Kunis. That's my guess. Is we we rebound, or maybe the story is about? Oh no, because I'm assuming Kristen Bell is Sarah Marshall. So I'm gonna guess that Jason Segel breaks up with Kristen Bell and then rebounds and finds Mila Kunis, and they all live happily ever after.
1: I will neither confirm nor deny.
0: <laughs> well, I am excited. I needed a good good rom com. Uh, in my life, and I can't wait to adventure it, it through it with you. So I'll go watch this film, hang out with a couple of my favorite actors, and let you know how it goes.
1: I'll be ready when you come
0: back. Welcome to Jackie Watches Stuff. This is a podcast chronicling my cinematic quest to finally watch the movies I probably should have already seen, and I'm bringing my friends along with me. Ama, this was such a great film. Oh my god. I'm so glad you liked it. Oh my god. I mean like Kristen Bell, Jason Segel, Mila Kunis. I have a point later about this cast so I won't get into it right now. Oh man, I'm so happy that I finally finally have seen this film. Ah, uh, it's isn't it so great? It's, it's so good. Fantastic. But, oh man, I giggled so much. Let me attempt a 30-second recap because honestly, Even though it's a rom-com, there's some decent plot in there. So I'm a little nervous, but I will try if you'll do me the honor once again of timing me for my 30-second recap. Can do. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. Recap. All right. This guy, Peter, he's dating Sarah Marshall. She's a television star. And Sarah ends up breaking up with Peter and he does not take it very well. So after some deliberation, he ends up going to Hawaii to try to distract himself. But oh no, Sarah and her new boyfriend are there. Womp womp. Peter does not take that very well either. Uh, So he ends up meeting Rachel who works at the hotel and they like go out a little bit. 10 seconds. But Oh no. But the whole time it's super awkward. And then Sarah's boyfriend breaks up with her and then she tries to get back with Peter. But then he realizes that uh, he needs to be with Rachel anyway and he ended up writing a musical about Dracula and I had to get that in there and they live happily ever after oh that was so scary I was like really taking my time it's about (laughs) 35 seconds (laughs) so if I I couldn't not talk about the Dracula musical like I had to include the Dracula musical it's very important
1: it's very important for a number of reasons so I'm glad you did persist long enough to make sure that was included
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Can I first – let? I mean, I just want to take it from the top. The first note that I wrote, normally what I do for Jackie watches stuff, here's a peek behind the curtain. When I watch this film, I start filling out my notes as the movie happens and then Mm -hmm. I kind of pick the best notes to talk about with you. And the first thing I wrote is I have seen so much of Jason Siegel's body and that one (laughs) remained (laughs) like that one remained. I was not prepared to see Jason Siegel's penis so many times. Yeah. So many times. (laughs) Like, oh God. Yeah.
1: It, uh, it's. It sneaks up on you.
0: Oh, my Because it's
1: right, more or less right from the jump. Like, you get a little bit of a montage over the credits, but essentially yeah, but right it. away, it's it, like, like,
0: welcome, here's everything. It's there. And it's not even, like, a quick shot of, like, oh, no, we saw him, like, turning around or, like, he puts his hand over his crotch really fast. Like, we are here. Jason mm-hmm. Siegel is like, look at my young boy body, because this was, what, two, like, early 2000s this film came out? Yeah, 2000, 2008. Oh, so like, yeah, mid aughts or mid to late aughts. So like, he's like, I'm looking good. I think Jason Segel has a dad bod in this film, which I love. I love that he's not like ripped, gorgeous, beautiful body man. Like he's a normal man, normal body man. I what? do.
1: I appreciate that it's just what a friend of mine calls just like a regular body, like a, a regular body. body on screen. Yeah, and it's, it's it's and it's nice. It's nice to see like that kind of vulnerability put out there because. Mm-hmm. I feel like in other scenarios, there's just kind of pressure to tone up or tighten up for things like that. And I think he kind of recognizes that there's something maybe not important. I can't imagine that he would think of it as important, but like valuable for the sake of this story to just be like, it's a regular guy who happens to be with a movie star.
0: Exactly. And I mean, granted, Kristen Bell is incredibly like her body is. What's the phrase? Banging tight, like whatever as the kids say, yeah, as the youth say, right? Like in this film, but it also was two thousand eight. I'm pretty sure she didn't have kids at this point, right? Because that messes with your body. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, she's not sexualized because of the way her body looks. Like we see her in a bikini, we see her in like beachwear, but it's not because of like, oh my god, Sarah Marshall's this super hot actress. It's just Mm -hmm. that she's an actress. Um, and so, yeah, it's, oh my God, Jason Siegel's whole body. I've never realized how many freckles he has all over his body uh-huh. after watching this film. Like, we just saw so much of it, friends. Like, so much of literally everything. It was all, yeah. all there.
1: I had never thought about it. And then now, like, every now and again, there's an actor where, like, you'll see something like this. And then after that, every time you see them, maybe it's not the first thing that comes to mind, mm-hmm. but it comes up eventually. Like, another example of this, which is very silly, is um, on Mad Men. Ben Feldman plays a character who, um, I'm not going to spoil it because people are still watching Mad Men, although it ended <laughs> quite a long time ago. It did, so. yeah. Yeah. I'd be within the statute of limitations. But there is a body modification that he makes to himself that when I see him in other things, I'm like, I wonder if this character has and then insert the thing um, because it was such a memorable kind of appearance of it. And this is kind of the same thing. So I don't it's not to say that every time I see Jason Siegel, I think about him being naked, but I am cognizant of like he's freckled all over. He and sometimes perfect. that just pops up as
0: he's doing other things. Exactly. It's like I never I've never looked at his upper body. So much. I mean, because even we see him without a shirt on a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's just I've never talked about an actor's body this much on Jackie Watch's stuff. Like, seriously, though, um, <laughs> you know, this is my Jason Segel appreciation talking point. One damn girl. Well, like way to go way to be normal body guy and like literally just stand there naked like that's mm-hmm. that would be so intimidating to me um but also i didn't i don't know why i didn't realize how musically talented he is but when he sings that song and he's like peter you suck go see a psychiatrist i don't want to see a psychiatrist <laughs> well, go like, see one anyway <laughs> yeah it- go see one anyway yeah like wow, you're good. You're so good. And you can tell he's not faking it. You know, he's actually playing.
1: Yeah, no, he does play the piano and does things that are in the realm of composing. So I feel like that was going to be an integral part of his character. But it was just nice to it's always nice to learn new things about actors that we're not really aware of prior to them having the opportunity to show it because I mean, we knew him from Freaks and Geeks and um, undeclared what had happened at that point, even going all the way back to Can't Hardly Wait, which is like the first thing that I ever remember him seeing seeing him in. And mm-hmm. you never really get a sense that there's that musical talent back there. And then he found a way to kind of create that role for himself, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. But
0: Yes, I have some stuff on that too. But yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh Jason Siegel. Where where are you? What are you doing? I need to see you back in my screen more frequently. Maybe I'll just go rewatch how I met your mother. Binge that. <laughs>
1: It's it's syndicated now, so I feel like it's on T V all the time. Like yeah. if you flip around at the right time of day, you could probably watch it pretty much whenever you want.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to get need to get back to it. Man, so that's my first my first point is thanks, Jason Seagull. You're a champion.
1: Yes. I appreciate him being himself in so many different ways in this yeah, role. Literally. Um Yeah, very much so. And like my note is kind of related to that is, I don't know that we had seen Kristen Bell in something comedic like this. But prior to this point, so it was really nice to kind of see her comedic potential, like Mila Kunis, she'd done that 70s show. So we had a sense of where her comedic timing lay. But I feel like when I saw Kristen Bell in this, there was a sense of like, how's this gonna go? Because we just didn't know that that was something she had in her arsenal. And we've since learned a great deal about it. But
0: oh, yeah, it was
1: nice to see that side of her in like a longer format.
0: Yeah. I was um, not – Either I missed it or I think I was maybe too young or I just kind of missed it, but I did not watch Veronica Mars. Mm. I knew she was Veronica Mars, but I didn't – I don't know anything about that – That I was about to say movie – that TV show, so I don't – I assume she had a bit of a more serious role um, in Veronica Mars. But I really just associate Kristen Bell with comedy, which is so interesting that you bring up that point that before this she wasn't really – a A comedic actor but she nailed this performance i agree
1: yeah she did i think it was the sense of like veronica mars is a serious show that has funnier moments and i feel like in some cases that's kind of what she brought to this in the sense of like the show that she's on in the movie is kind of serious and then she has the opportunity to break out and be funny as well
0: Mm mm-hmm Just great actors. I need this cast to come back around and do another – not another Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Absolutely not. But, like, just give me another TV show about anything.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, we got Kristen Bell and Mila Kunis in a couple movies that they Mm -hmm. did together, which was nice. So I'm glad that they kind of got to establish that relationship and team up to do more comedies. But, yeah, I don't know that we've seen this cast in a lot of ways reunite. Um Probably in smaller circles, like two or three people maybe have been in something. But yeah, yeah, the cast that they put together on this, and I know we're going to talk about that, is really, really special.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I do feel, speaking of the cast, I feel like, does Russell Brand just get typecast into wigged out rock star that like worships 18 different religious gods? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I do think so. And this was probably one of the first times that that happened, and I feel like this stuck. Like, he played this character again. So I think that's kind of something that stuck with him.
0: Yeah, it's just, I feel bad. But, you know, he does it well. But he's always just, like, the weird rock star that's into alternative things and, like, is one with the ocean. but.
1: And it's it's given him the platform to be that person in other spaces. I don't know if you've watched any of the clips from when he's done um, Great British Bake Off has like <gasps> celebrity, t- tournaments feels like the wrong word, but like celebrity charity episodes. I and he no did one that. and his showstopper for the episode that he was on, just like listening to him describe it. Look it up on YouTube. It is, oh it's God. essentially all just snow trying to talk you through the challenge that he did and it's it's very him but he wouldn't have had the platform to do that if not for this
0: and oh gosh, other things I love like that it. i had no idea i need to watch that immediately it's something else it's <sighs> something else <laughs> dang that's the next movie is like competitive bakers on a a show or something i don't know just bring Ooh. them all back bring yeah. them all back well, I'll, t- I'll transition then to my point about this cast. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I saw the cover. I knew I was going to get the four of them. But, oh my God, Paul Rudd, everybody, showing yep. up as the, the surf instructor. Bill Hader as the, the stepbrother who won't let you forget that they're stepbrothers for whatever reason. Like, yeah. It's such an interesting plot line to me that it's like, we're stepbrothers. There's nothing else. It's not like... We we need to know this. It's just like, yeah, this is my stepbrother. Like, that's the plot line. Okay. Jack McBrayer, Jonah Hill, Jason Bateman makes a small cameo at the end of this film. I thought my list was yeah. over, and then I see Jason Bateman. I'm like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> I loved seeing all of these people. Paul Rudd is a national treasure. I think – where, did you and i talk about paul rudd for whatever reason i feel like he just comes up a lot and jackie watches stuff i love him i mean i'm and i love him in always this, in happy to scene. talk about paul rudd so, so it might have been me him.
1: but if it wasn't happy to anytime you want um <laughs> i actually just started re-watching what hot american summer the series on netflix so uh... i'm very deep in paul rudd territory at the moment <laughs> and yeah he's just he's always good and he kind of always has a sense of here's what this role needs and here's what I can bring to it. And Mm -hmm. it works with drama and he's good at that, but it works really well with comedy. And he's he's just gotten so, so good at that. Yeah, And it's so much fun.
0: I think that was so funny. And I know this was not, written – I'm sure this was not written as like a meta joke, but there was this moment where him and Jason Siegel are on the water and they're talking about how I guess Paul Rudd doesn't use like measure time anymore, blah, 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 because he's like, I moved to, the, to Hawaii and like, what's time? And he – they ask him or he asks Paul Rudd, like, how old are you? He's like, oh, I'm not sure. And then he's like, I guess I'm 40. And in my brain, I'm like, it's because Paul Rudd doesn't age. Like he can't even figure it out by looking in a mirror. Like it, and I know it wasn't written to be that joke, but it just felt so funny to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like you get a timeless actor to play the part of a timeless character because time is not impacting Paul Rudd the way it's impacting
0: the rest of us, which is unfair. It's pretty incredible. It's amazing, but unfair. Yeah, that too. Can't – like, man, just – he's so great. I – honestly, the one I was the most excited to see is because I don't see him very frequently was Jack McBrayer, who Uh I was introduced to him on 30 Rock, and I just love his character on 30 Rock, and he kind of played the same character a bit here, um, but just a little more uncomfortable, which I think he excels in, and oh, man, just – Ugh, it was so good to see him yeah he is tremendous at telegraphing when he's
1: uncomfortable and I yes. think there's so much of this role that requires that of him but also so much of Kenneth Parcell, who loves mm-hmm. tv but finds himself generally horrified with the people that make it <laughs> yes. and like that's essential to that role and i also really like that maria thayer who plays his wife in this was also a romantic interest for him on 30 rock so i kind of think about this as like a spiritual sequel if that relationship had gone well then they'd get married and they'd go to hawaii and you'd get the timeline that you see here
0: I didn't even – I, like, saw her. I'm like, why does she look so familiar? Because I couldn't put her together, and that is amazing. I did not recognize that. That's incredible.
1: Yeah. I Now I'm just having a memory of that – Um, the scene where they have the date, and she's blind, and they're talking about the restaurant – and .com is playing, like, the maitre and he's speaking in French. And then Tracy's like, oh, we found it on this great, great website. Stop showing off <laughs> <And> It's just, <laughs> it's perfect for that particular piece. And also just a reminder that, like, no one ever appreciates .com. And he's always very frustrated by it.
0: Oh, my God. It's amazing. Oh God, this cast, everybody like go rewatch this film and just watch these folks be amazing. Jonah Hill basically just got typecast again, but I don't even care. Like he was just awkward dude and he has a demo and it's just so funny. And uh, so yeah, good.
1: everybody in this just really got to lean into their strengths. Um, and I think the one I probably like the best and it, do- it surprises me in the sense that like, it's so small of a role, but it drives so much of the plot is Bill Hader. And I love him in pretty much anything that he does, Mm -hmm. but just being the small source of support that Peter has and, like, this guy over a screen that says, hey, go do this thing that drives so much of the plot. Mm -hmm. And I always think a little bit about when I look at TV and movies that are being made, like, right now, which is to say 2020 and 2021, it almost feels like a kind of cameo that an actor would have to make from a distance because they couldn't be on set for some reason, but no, this was made in 2008 and he just happens to participate that way. And (laughs) there there are a couple things that like take place on all screens. And I feel like when we lose the sense of time that we have more specifically, Mm -hmm. like in a hundred years, people are going to be like, Oh, was that made during that time? And it's like, no, it wasn't. That was just a thing they decided to do.
0: Yeah. Because you couldn't have him calling like on the phone every time. Like, right. Like we saw him call uh, Bill Hader when he's like following Kristen Bell and Russell Brand, which makes sense. And I think it's so funny that we can hear him on the other end like screaming even though the phone's not to his ear. Um but yeah, I think it what actually made me laugh the hardest to your point about you know us living in the world that we're currently living in with so many zoom calls is his whole like look, I'm on the moon. Look, yeah, I'm in Hawaii. Like yeah. do you remember the background era like when everybody was like <laughs> picking backgrounds and now nobody cares? like it's just so it was so funny to me. Um, but it was also so reminiscent of maybe it was that time when that function was coming out. Like, I remember that being so cool when I could put backgrounds in my photo booth thing on Mac. Like, I distinctly remember that being a thing.
1: Yeah, it it had a sense of novelty then that if you look back on it now, it feels almost quaint. Because it's like, do you want to... At that point, I have to imagine the conversation was, do you want to try doing a video call? Whereas now... 13 years later, we're like, ugh, another
0: right. video like call. I and don't want to even turn my camera on. I don't want to see your face. And exactly. And you don't want to see mine. <laughs> and the, the novelty
1: has solidly worn away. Exactly. exactly. Now, to that end about backgrounds, because I like having this conversation with people. What's the most creative one that you've seen or the one where you're like, you know what? I like what you're doing with this.
0: So I actually want to pat myself on the back for this one. So Do it. Thanks for opening the door. You're welcome. I... I was, for most of the, for the first, I will say the first maybe six months, I was very down with like choosing a background that was relevant to what was happening. Mm. So I was a very like seasonal, like I'm the girl that puts out like the Halloween decorations on her desk during the year, right? So I'm going to have a Halloween background. But it wasn't all the time. It was like select. Mm -hmm. So if it was somebody's birthday, the same day as a meeting, I had a birthday background. I had... A during football season, every time the the Thursday before the Bills game, because we had our staff meetings, I would put my Buffalo Bills background because mm. it was like Bills background. Or if the Bills won, we had the Bills background. So I don't. I've seen some people that do the fake offices, which is like cute, I guess. Which I'm <laughs> like, I get it. Like if you don't want people to see your background, just pick like, look, I'm in a fake office. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time where I leveraged it to show people my new kitchen so I just took a picture of my kitchen and set it as my background to be like this is what my kitchen looks like there we go here's me in the kitchen but what about you what have you seen so and some of this is
1: having proximity to people that work in tech and therefore are far more creative with it or more technical with it than I could be um there is the capacity to do gifs or videos as a background ah yeah so one of the companies that I contract with our CEO had like essentially him on the couch at Jimmy Fallon. And like every couple seconds, Jimmy Fallon would just like laugh as Jimmy Fallon does at something he's saying. So he's just talking, like giving us updates on stuff. And like every six or seven seconds, Jimmy Fallon will like dissolve into giggles for a whole meeting. And I'm like, it's very, very good just because of course, who wouldn't want that?
0: That's adorable. I love that. <laughs> I think I need to re up my background game. Cause I have a set list but it's like it's been a bit i could refresh it maybe bring the the trend back yeah I, th- I think we're ripe
1: now to kind of get a little bit more creative with it like we had to find the novelty of it and then gut through the minutiae of it mm-hmm. and now i think we're back to being able to have more fun with it
0: yeah maybe i'll do a, a hawaii one or a moon one or a forgetting sarah marshall one i'll have nope not gonna, i'll say it anyway <laughs> I'm gonna have Jason Segel's naked body next to me and see what people say. I'll be like, but it's from one of my favorite films. This is art, here, friends.
1: I mean, I don't know how that'll go with HR, but I, I admire, great. I admire you thinking about the possibility.
0: <laughs> Probably uh, instant firing. But it's, <laughs> it's fine. Um, my final point was, I just loved that, like Kristen Bell, Russell Brand and Jason Siegel. And I have to assume Mila Kunis – I actually don't know much about Mila Kunis as a human. Like, you just, you know how you accidentally – Like, I think John Krasinski is exactly like Jim from The Office, right? Like, I accidentally think that's how he acts. Sure. Um, so I don't know actually how Mila Kunis is in real life. Um, but I just have to assume that this whole movie was those four basically just being themselves and being given lines. Like, here, go don't, don't really develop much of a character because you're basically these characters. Like, have fun – Yeah, it feels
1: nicely cast in the sense of if it's done right, these people are more or less getting to be a version of themselves, which is why it feels so similar. I mean, Mm -hmm. I have to think that of the ones you listed, the one who's probably like closest to different would be Kristen Bell, because I think there's a little bit more of a silliness to her and a little bit more of like a carefreeness that you don't really get from Sarah. Mm -hmm. But she plays it in a very natural way.
0: Yeah, we do see a little bit of Kristen Bell in the, the um backflashes oh my god what's the f- flashbacks did i just say there back- I said backflash i'm like what is the word i'm trying to say in <laughs> the flashbacks holy cow everybody like i'm done i'm out uh no sh- we see a little bit of kristen in some of those where she's like being silly and um peter is reflecting on all the good times mm-hmm. but yeah I-, I would agree with you that her character on the whole is pretty um She kind of – I don't want to say one note. That's a bit rude. But she's very flat on the emotional scale, right? Like she doesn't have big swings. And I feel like Kristen is energetic and also emotional and like all these things. So, Um, But still, it was just so lovely. And did I mention Jonah Hill, everyone? Did I mention (laughs) Jonah Hill? He
1: is. And its they managed to find a way to bring him back, which the whole get him to the Greek connection to forgetting Sarah Marshall is interesting because – Russell Brand as Aldous Snow is the same character, but several other people from this movie show up as different people, including Jonah Hill. So it's a little bit confusing to try to parse that out. Mm -hmm. but, um, But it is really nice to see him, again, doing something that he does really well and then taking that to a different place in, I don't even know if it counts as a sequel. I think it's like a continuation, if that. I'm not really sure what to call it.
0: Yeah, it makes me so sad that I've never seen Get Him to the Greek because as I was reading a lot of my facts, like fact finding, I was like, oh, man, I'm kind of getting like pseudo spoiled for Get Him to the Greek uh, because I did not realize the connections. But I look forward to one day watching the film, of course.
1: I do think that this is better. Like, it's enjoyable enough, but I think generally speaking, the source material tends to be stronger. And I do feel that that's the case with this.
0: Then I'm glad I picked this one to watch with you. <laughs> I am too. Did you have any final thoughts on this film? I
1: did. And some of it actually leads towards, not necessarily why I picked it, but it's a movie that's like pretty impactful. And I can't remember if we talked about why that is. Have I told you the story before? No, tell me more. So... I've always kind of been a fan of the like Judd Apatow extended universe. So like Freaks and Geeks through to Undeclared, even going as far back as Heavyweights, which if you remember that movie from 1995.
0: I do. So yes. Judd
1: Apatow co-wrote that. And like, it kind of has a lot of the same sensibilities and the same kind of like feeling about the characters in it. So I was pumped to see this when it came out. And I want to say it was like April of 2008 and it was coming out on a Friday And I got dumped on a Wednesday. Uh Uh-oh. Like, a little bit unexpected, a little bit kind of, like, expected, but mostly kind of took me aback. And, like, part of it was, like, I was planning to go see this movie on Friday. This will snap me in half. I can't do it. So I had to wait, like, weeks to be able to get to a place where that was a thing that I could do. And I think in a lot of ways I just saw it at the right time. And the idea, too, adding to that is, like, a rom-com with a male lead. We didn't have very many of those because most of it was around Mm -hmm. kind of like how women respond to it. And I think it's Mm -hmm. always that piece of a breakup where you're like, what is the other person feeling? And you kind of just assume that they're having an okay time with it. So the idea that somebody else would be hurting was, I think Mm -hmm. really comforting, but all in all, I think it's just one of those things that like hit at exactly the right time to this day. It's one of two movies and I've seen many, many, many movies One of two times where I've finished a movie and then just like put the DVD back in and started over and watched it again. Um, Yeah, it just it does something really special in a lot of ways. And it hits some emotional pieces that you don't really expect it to. And I've always really liked that about it.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. I did not know you had such a personal story. And I think you did make the right call by not seeing this right away. Yeah, no, that would have gone so poorly. Yes. Good foresight. See, I would have just been stubborn and been like, I'm fine. And then not been fine at all
1: no he would have been crying I would have been crying but no one would have been there to check on me you just have to sit in a movie theater and sob but no one no one around you really knows what to do when that happens especially if you're not expecting it like everyone's sobbing and like I don't know the English patient or whatever that's fine but like someone crying inordinately at this movie I don't know how I would respond to that person and I'm glad (laughs) I didn't put
0: anybody through it it's like are you good (laughs) like are you okay like it's just a movie (laughs)
1: Uh, it would have gone so poorly, uh, so I'm very glad I waited.
0: Oh, man. It is it is a tough – This is definitely not a movie I would show somebody who had just broken up with someone despite how funny it is. I mean, because it's like it ends with a Dracula musical, everybody. Like, you got to yeah. watch it at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I should – Oh, I didn't include this in my, at the top of with my Jason Siegel appreciation comments. His Dracula singing. <laughs> yep, yep. He's just so talented. He's so talented. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, he's he's so great in this, and oh, and to have written it as well, like so not just like bringing it to life from an acting perspective and a singing perspective, but also putting together a story that allows it to like showcase all of those things without being self indulgent. Because I know I don't think it ever hits that note. It's just this is what I want to bring to the table, and maybe mm-hmm. writing it for myself was the only way I would get to do it.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so fantastic. So fantastic. I'm excited to get into facts because I know the facts arena is really like, I mean, you're great in the like, let me hear about your feelings, but this is like your, this is your Olympics if I were to make a relevant to right now comment. So we could take a small break and then come back with some facts. Sounds good. Hey, everyone. I decided to be on location for this ad break recording, so I'm uh, calling in live from Hawaii, the beautiful beaches. First, let me thank all of our Academy-level and above supporters for your amazing, generous, and ongoing support of this show They are Kyle, Ebru, Logan, Donna, Hannah, Mick, Missy, Paul, Jarrett, and Linda. Thank you all so much. And while this is the last season of Jackie Watches Stuff, our Patreon content will live forever. So you can get access to recordings of all of our live episodes, as well as some other Patreon exclusive content, all for as little as $2 a month. Even if you want to just cash in one month, check out the stuff and then end your subscription, that's that's totally fine. I appreciate that. Uh, there's other ways, of course, to support the show. Let your friends and family know that you really like it and that they should listen to. And uh, give us a follow on Twitter. We're at Jackie Watches. If you want to come hang out with me still, uh, don't worry, you're in luck. I am streaming on Twitch uh, a couple days a week. It's not regular. We'll figure it out. But I'm playing some of my favorites. Right now I'm in a Stardew Valley kick. So you can find me on Twitch. I'm over at twitch.tv slash Jackie Play Stuff. Get it? Uh, so yeah, come over and uh, say hi. All right, I'm going to go grab another drink at the bar, maybe sit on the beach, take a swim in the ocean. I don't know, but uh, yeah, let's get back to the show. So I've landed in Hawaii, grabbed my alcoholic beverage, which I did love how many were in this film I should have counted, uh, and I'm ready for some facts, Ama.
1: I wish I would have counted shirts. That I do like.
0: Oh, good point.
1: And I do think of that quote when – He sees Sarah. She, she, uh, I think it was Rachel. Was like, "How are you doing?" He's like, "I wish I wasn't wearing this fucking shirt."
0: I'm like, (laughs) I,
1: anytime I'm like not dressed for something the way I should be, that's always the way it expresses itself in my mind.
0: I wish I wasn't wearing this fucking shirt. Yeah, that actually we didn't give that uh, that scene enough love uh, when we were talking about this film earlier, but that was one of the best i think in terms of mila and uh, jason together was yep. like that initial like okay i'll protect you don't worry i got you you're a stranger but i will save you don't worry yeah like <laughs> she instantly knows what to do and exactly. you just love somebody
1: in that moment when you're panicking mm-hmm. that can like just be like don't panic it's gonna be okay that exactly. for me was and i don't know if you watch hot ones or have watched it on youtube but it's no. celebrities eating wings of escalating <sighs> hotness And I got obsessed with it during like the deepest parts of the quarantine and I couldn't figure out why. And then at some point someone brought to my attention like, people are panicking, like they're losing their minds because some of these wings are very, very hot. And Sean Mm -hmm. Evans, the host is just the calm person that guides you through the experience like he knows all the sauces he's done it before oh and like just to have him shepherd you through it is immensely calming especially when the whole world is a situation of escalating uncertainty and you're losing your shit and sean evans is just like it's gonna be okay you're gonna be fine and he like you. it's a weird analogy but just having that person that knows how to guide you through something that you don't know how to handle. Like that's an immensely comforting thing. And it doesn't surprise me that a deeper relationship was formed with that at the start.
0: Oh, so good. So good. Do you want to go first with some facts or do you want me to go first with some facts?
1: So I will start. Okay. um, And speaking of the opportunity to forge deeper relationships. Okay. The idea of a Dracula musical was a true idea of Jason Siegel's, but another one of his was being able to write a movie for and about the Muppets. And he had wanted that for ages. And this is the movie that allowed him to get to do that, even though Disney kind of hesitated because they had had the conversation about, well, this Jason Siegel guy wants to write a Muppet movie. And they said something to the effect of, oh, the guy that got fully naked at the beginning of his movie. <laughs> so that kind of dinged against him. But once they saw kind of like the degree of respect that he gave to the puppeteering part of this movie and the fact that Jim Henson Company got to work with him on it, I think he, they brought him around and he was able to get to do it.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I did know uh, that he eventually was going to work for the Muppets and there was a moment where he plays the Muppets theme song, which I'm not sure if he wrote that in to be like, hey, guys, look at me. I already know how to play the theme song on piano. <laughs> this is totally destiny, huh? Crazy. Um but that is super cool, and also you you kind of alluded to it, but uh, I think it's super cool. So I will say it again that uh, the Jim Henson Company created all of the puppets mm-hmm. uh, for the Dracula musical that we see, and also taught uh, like Bill Hader and Jason Siegel, but obviously the rest of the actors on that stage as well how to operate those Muppets uh, successfully. Which this is the now second Jim Henson uh crossover with jackie Watch's stuff so i feel like i'm next in line to work with the company obviously uh because we learned when i watched little little shop of horrors that the mm-hmm. jim henson company also made the final uh what is her name oh my god i'm blanking i was about to say seymour that's wrong no no oh god Not i'll seymour, get there audrey audrey, audrey, there audrey. It <laughs> i was like oh my god i'm blanking <laughs> i'm blanking. Um so yeah, like super cool. I think they're just so incredibly talented. And those puppets, I mean, I feel like they they you shouldn't be surprised after you look at them, right? Like they look like Jim Henson puppets. But, they do. There's uh, it like a, so good.
1: There's a very signature look to those puppets mm-hmm. versus other companies that make them and just like right from the beginning I was like, Oh, they got the real stuff oh, here.
0: Yeah. This they did not, you know, because it's like it's Peter's big dream. He like ran on a treadmill and had basically a Rocky montage. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get the good stuff, but if he, if i was in that audience and all those giant bats landed from the ceiling on my head i would scream loudly
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know how i would handle that piece not would
0: not have done well but that is uh that is super interesting yeah i'm trying to think if i have like a a good tangential fact i don't think i do um I do know that he – as you said this, but I do. I will reiterate that he did try to write a Dracula musical uh, before he even became an actor. So that mm-hmm. is how that kind of wove itself in. Um, but I do love that he wrote the script. For anybody that doesn't know, um, Jason Siegel was a writer on the script, which I think is so good. Um, and I guess Judd Apatow said to him, like, listen, don't try to write a comedy. Like, we can make it funny by adding jokes. We'll cast the right people. But – if, you, if it's just jokes, like nobody's going to want to see it over and over again. Like it, it's – you need a story. So make it a drama and then we will make it funny. And I, I think we see that. As, as I said earlier, like there's so much that actually happens in this film, which I don't think I've ever said about a rom-com. You know, rom-com is like boy meets girl, comedy ensues, they end up together, which this movie kind of is, but there's all these other layers that happen within this film.
1: It is like, it's a little bit more intricate than some of the other rom-coms really that time in a lot of ways, really more so than a lot of the Judd Apatow movies that were coming out around that time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do also really like that part of the conversation around getting this made was that Judd Apatow and Nicholas Stoller, who ended up directing it, both went to Jason Segel and said, you should write something for yourself. Cause I think he's a very specific type of talent, a very specific mm-hmm. type of actor. And may not have really liked what he was getting offered at that point. And Mm -hmm. both of them kind of encouraged him to say, write something from your own stories. And this is kind of a composite of a couple different breakups that he had combined with maybe what he might've wanted to happen or some other things that could have brought in some good character development. So Mm -hmm. I like the idea of this being the result of someone just wanting to have a little bit of control of their destiny and just making something so cool and so personal, but also so relatable to other people.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally with you. Because um, on that note, I was hoping you would say it, but I'll say it. Uh, that naked breakup scene is based on a true uh, mm-hmm. Jason Siegel story, which is so so good. Um, but I guess the, a quote that I saw uh, was Jason Siegel saying, "You don't want to, and you don't want to." uh, stop the breakup halfway to go choose what pants you're going to be, you're going to come back with, you know, for the second part of the breakup or something to that effect. Which thinking about that, it's like, yeah, I get like, right. Like what would you do in that situation? I mean, I guess I wouldn't stand there completely naked. I might've thrown that towel back on Jason. Uh, but yeah. Like, are you really going to be like, hang on, let me go pick out an outfit while we, and I'll come back and you'll break up with me. <laughs> like,
1: well, and I, don't, and I don't know if everyone is like this, but I have, like, fairly good recall of clothing, wherein, like, if I got broken up in something, I would probably remember that. So I yeah. kind of like the efficiency of not having to worry about what you were wearing exactly. by not wearing anything. Not to yeah. say that I would want that to be the approach every time, <laughs> but it does have some benefits.
0: Warning future suitors that if you are going to break up with Ama, she will disrobe completely so that she does not associate. <laughs> just be like, if this is what's going to happen, can I just... Let me just- I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take, just like, I just have to do this. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so funny. So funny. What else you got for me, Miss Ama? Um, I really
1: like the reference to Andre the Giant directed towards Jason Siegel, pretty much any time it happens, because it comes up fairly often. Um, and he doesn't do his Andre the Giant impersonation here, but he does have one and it's very good. So... I want to say he did it on SNL and he's done it a couple other places. So if you have the opportunity to see him do it, um, it is quite good.
0: I was going to say, I'm not sure if I've seen it, but that does not surprise me one bit because he, I mean, he, again, nailed Dracula. uh, And I feel like as a big dude, he could nail Andre the Giant.
1: Yes, it's it's quite good. And actually that's reminding me of additional, an, an additional YouTube view that some people may have seen, but if you haven't, I recommend it. Is um, his duet with Neil Patrick Harris singing the confrontation from Les Mis? <gasps> um, apparently, it was a thing they used to do on the set of How I Met Your Mother a lot. So someone managed to film it. And actually, I saw Jason Segel in Boston. He did a book reading at Harvard Bookstore about a kid's book that he wrote because he uh, ventured into like a kid's adventure trilogy. I believe it's a trilogy of books. Mm-hmm. And he came to do a reading of those and someone in the audience during the Q&A was like, would you sing The Confrontation with me? So he, this woman in the audience and him are doing The Confrontation from Les Mis and it was just such a nice moment because she was overwhelmed that he was doing it. He was excited to get to do it. And I think I have video of it somewhere, but it was amazing.
0: Oh my gosh. I need to now practice. Like I need to be ready if I'm ever in a room with Jason Siegel to ask that question, right? Like I need to go prepare.
1: Yeah, you have to be Jean Valjean. He'll oh, that's be fine. Javert.
0: That's completely fine. I, yes. I, I, will, I accept the challenge. I, just I mean, I, ha- to- I
1: imagine he knows both, but I've only ever seen him do Javert.
0: Yeah. Okay. Noted. I will go practice and then one day get into a room with Jason Siegel and sing the confrontation. I Noted. Want this, I want this for you. New bucket list item. Everyone's Perfect. like, what do you want to do before you die? And I like don't really have a list, but this is now on it. Duet, The
1: Confrontation with Jason Siegel. Duh. Perfectly normalist item. Yeah, obviously.
0: Uh, I don't have a tangentially related fact, unfortunately, so I will switch gears. Uh, the scene where peter is at the bar oh wait which one um the <laughs> one where he is drinking all of the quote like you know frou-frou drinks that you would think of like that are in that very typical island shaped glass and it's all ice and whatever mm-hmm. and he gets very drunk and he's like i'm in sex in the city i'm a miranda <laughs> cameo alert i did not see this i had to learn this from a fact cynthia nixon is in the background of that scene wait 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 as herself I think she's just in the background. I don't think she's like anything, like we don't see her in a scene at all. I guess she's just in the background. I I'm I did not do my due diligence and go back to confirm this. I trust the internet, which is weird, but apparently she's just in the background. I think, I think just as herself, but like as what? a guest at the hotel. Wow. Right? It's so good. <laughs>
1: That's, that's pretty fantastic and pretty good sportsmanship on her part.
0: Right? I, I can only imagine that phone call of like, hey, can you come be a background actor on this mm-hmm. film that we're doing? Uh, no reason. Oh, yeah, weird. We're talking about sex. The- oh, my God, you know what? We didn't even make the connection. Like... So and, like, free. in Hawaii.
1: So, like, yeah. she's very famously a New Yorker. So, like, did she happen to be there? Did I they fly no her in idea. specifically for that camp? Because that's a hell of a coincidence. A great one, but a hell I of I love a it.
0: Yeah. I feel like it had to be orchestrated. I agree. There, there's no way that would be bonkers. Or maybe she – may. this is – okay. This is how it goes, right? Like, this okay. is my, my guess. They – the, the crew shows up. They're shooting the film. They're shooting the film. Cynthia Nixon is there on, like, a vacation or a, another project or something. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, you're here. And they easily, because they're all very comedic writers and actors, are like, you know, it would be so funny because Peter's going to get super wasted. Like, we'll put her in the background and, like, make a Sex in the City joke while you're drinking this, like, martini-looking – like, it's in a martini glass, but it's mm-hmm. obviously – it's like an ice – thing. Yeah. Like I'm going to guess that maybe she did happen to be there. Cuz that is kind of weird to be like, "Hey, do you want to come out and be a background actor so that we can mock sex in the city while you're all the way in the back?"
1: Yeah, I feel like it's an easier lift if she's already there and you find a way to nod to it than to right? bring her in specifically for
0: that. Yep. That would be my guess. But I will say another fact, I did read that there was in, I think it's in the uncut version, which I haven't seen. I don't know if you have, but there is a whole scene where Kristen Wiig is a yoga instructor. So she was there. Yes.
1: Yes. So I have seen that. And essentially it's her doing yoga and like Russell Brand's there. Kristen Bell's there. I believe Jason Segel's also there. I haven't watched that version of it in a while, but she's essentially a yoga instructor that's like trying to get Peter Because he's struggling and she's like, you can just take child's prose and just like keep saying it as she's guiding, like seeing him struggling, but also trying to pay very close attention and like physical attention to Russell Brand's character. It's very funny. So I I do suggest you, you look that up as well.
0: Yeah, I I didn't even realize there was an uncut version. There's so much that I need to watch after now watching this film. I did not realize I would have more to do, but I'm excited. Yeah,
1: it it generates homework,
0: (laughs) fortunately or
1: unfortunately. So many.
0: My final fact is Mm -hmm. that the Mila Kunis flash picture that we see many times, Mm -hmm. um, that is a body double.
1: I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. And I guess they like had her in a bikini and like Photoshopped it all together.
1: Yeah, I think that in a lot of ways, and I don't know if this was like kind of the general tenor, of movies that were written by guys or made by like groups of guys but it is very respectful of women in a lot of ways um that i don't feel like has been had been the case a lot at that point but we've since kind of moved over towards it
0: i mean it was an interesting plot line i appreciated it but it, it a bit of it felt to me just like let's just show mila kunis's body <laughs> that was the only part that felt sexualized to me
1: i don't know that i really thought about it that way like i think on its face that's what it is but i do think the idea of someone seeing that up there it bothering them and kind of going back to make a point that that shouldn't be there like that Mm -hmm. i think i i think i took more from that piece of it than the idea of like well we should have something like this in there more so a character kind of not wanting that to be that perception of that person and doing something about
0: it that's fair it did prove a good like Final point of like, I do care about you at the end of the film. Well, mm-hmm. mid- middle end of the film, yeah, <sighs> but those are all my facts. I'm sure there were a million more. There
1: were though, also, I'll end with one, um, that was relatively new to me was that, um, Kristen Bell has the scene where she has to act out or cope with the idea that the show that she got famous for is getting canceled and then figuring out what she wants to do next, and apparently. Mm-hmm. The day before, Kristen Bell had found out that Veronica Mars was getting canceled. So like she heard that news and then the next day had to act out the part of someone who had just found out that their show got canceled. Oh my God. So that was a-
0: you going to see this film two days after you got dumped. That is not a good idea. Kind
1: of, yeah. So there could have been a little bit of additional emotion in that scene.
0: Oh man. I kind of now want to watch it back to see if I can get hints of that.
1: Yeah, I haven't- I learned that after the most recent time I've watched it. So I do want to go back and kind of see if any of that is leaking out. Because every now and again, you can kind of tell.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if she's going through those emotions, and I imagine, again, I didn't, I wasn't around for the Veronica Mars era, but it probably came as a bit of a surprise, I assume, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're going through loss, like, the you go through the stages of grief, and you're being forced to, like, act it. But you know that's met also method acting, so it's a sure. Thing.
1: and if you would look for if you want to look for a more recent version of that um, in the finale of the good place, there's a scene that happens where like all the characters are kind of reacting to something that's going on, and you can like see Kristen Bell crying, which, a, makes sense a little bit for her character, but it's probably more likely that that is just Kristen Bell responding to this being one of the last things that she got to do for the show.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: So again, kind of having that leak through, sometimes we do get those moments on film.
0: Oh, now I feel so sad. That was kind of like, it's such an interesting fact, but like my heart feels a little sad. I'm trying to think if I have another. Yeah. Like, do we have a happy? A happy one. fact. A Jason Siegel fact. I mean, he got to work for the Muppets. We talked about that. Oh, I mean, if you didn't know, uh, they did film on on location in Hawaii. If you didn't know, um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a fact. Um, but lucky them, which I've actually never been to Hawaii. So, you know, it looks beautiful. I hope we're not just seeing the like – I don't want to say the cultural appropriation version of it because obviously that was actual Hawaiian culture, but <clears> like <throat> if that makes sense. Um, but I think a lot of resorts out there really – really suck on Taurus souls and they're like ah yeah. another fire show or uh you know now you're gonna have a roasted pig that we that jason siegel <laughs> had just had to slaughter this morning and just seemed, <laughs> i'm sorry a million times
1: oh that was just so telling about his character like oh, the kind so of good. person that would kind of hold that so mm. deeply i'm like this yeah. is a good guy
0: you can kind of tell. But it's still – and in that moment, it felt like I was just watching Jason Siegel. I wasn't watching Peter. I was watching Jason Siegel. Like, it, yeah. it's just so good. Oh, man. But yeah, I mean, Ama, I, I am so happy that you and many people – I should thank all the people uh, that forced me to watch this film and guilted me into it. I – I understand why you were so mad at me uh, for never (laughs) seeing this film. Like, oh man, as, as you said, it is a rom-com, but it stands out for so many reasons. One of them being a male lead, um, which we still don't see a ton of, I, I think, I mean, it's definitely getting better, but we definitely see a lot more like guy breaks up with girl, girl has to rebound and take over the world kind of, uh, tropes. And this is much different, um, And, you know, there's just some beautiful, beautiful actors in this film. I never stop smiling.
1: It is. It's even though it starts with something fairly relatably sad, it does Mm -hmm. have so many bright moments and so many moments that are just really happy. And then, again, like there are Muppet adjacent characters involved. There are musicals involved. So it just has so many things that so many of us need and enjoy in this world.
0: It's so good. Well, I thank you, Ama, for being as always, my like movie and pop culture Sherpa guiding me through yet another film that, that I really, really needed to see.
1: Happy to do it anytime and so glad again that I got to do this one.
0: Thanks so much, Ama, for hanging out with me this week. I would never break up with you just to date Russell Brand. Thanks again to all of our patrons for your support of the show. And don't forget, you can come hang out with me over on Twitch. I'm at twitch.tv slash JackiePlaysStuff. See you next week when I watch Love Actually.